Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. When a person understands the truth of how God has worked through history, their whole view on life is enriched with meaning, purpose, inspiration, and power. Let's listen to Matt Reister, director of the Christian Crusaders in the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Yesterday in the Bible overview, we learned about Moses receiving some miraculous supernatural signs from God as a way of God showing him that he, God, would be the one carrying out these signs and miracles, not Moses himself, that God would be the one who would be delivering the Israelite people from Egypt, not Moses himself. And so that continues. Today, we're going to be in Exodus 7 through 10, and we're going to cover the first nine plagues. Tomorrow, Tim's going to talk about the 10th plague, which ultimately leads to the Passover and the escape from Israel across the Red Sea. Kind of an exciting story, but we can't skip this part of it. And so I want to go through these plagues, which kind of increase in intensity and culminate in the 10th plague, the death of the firstborn son, which again, Tim will talk about tomorrow. But we've got a lot to learn in this section as well. We'll... The first, the first plague is God turning water to blood. The, the water in the Nile, other ponds, rivers, streams all turn to blood. Second plague is he brought a, a bunch of frogs. Third plague is a plague of gnats. The fourth plague is a plague of flies. The fifth plague is the death of Egyptian livestock. You can imagine the significant impact that would have had. And there's some discussion about were all livestock killed or were all manner of livestock killed. The next plague is boils, and the reason the question in the previous plague matters is because the next plague is hail, and says that the hail killed all the livestock, so there's a question about where did the livestock come from if all the livestock were dead for this, the fifth plague, how were they around for the seventh? I'm going to link an article to this that will talk about that that's just kind of interesting neither here nor there in a sense, but also interesting. It'll help you develop a continued trust in the authority of Scripture. So uh, then it goes to the next plague, the locusts. The ninth plague is darkness. And then we get to the tenth plague. So what's interesting about these plagues is some of the plagues, Pharaoh has his magicians duplicate at least to some level or another. And some, they're using secret arts, the Bible says, and we don't know exactly what that means. It could be like evil supernatural powers. It could be trickery. We don't know. But some of the plagues can be repeated by his magicians through secret arts, and other plagues cannot be. In in some of the plagues, we see that Pharaoh hardens his own heart. In other words, Moses comes and says, let my people go. And then he, a plague comes and Pharaoh says, oh, yes, please pray to your God. I'll let you go worship in the desert for three days. Um, but then he changes his mind and it doesn't happen. And, and that every time that happens, Pharaoh's heart is hardened. Some of those times it says the Bible says Pharaoh hardened his own heart. Other times it says that Pharaoh's heart was hardened. And still other times it says that God himself hardened Pharaoh's heart. And that opens up a bunch of thoughts or questions that are interesting to discuss beyond the scope of just this short devotion. I think an important text to read from this passage is Exodus chapter 10, uh, verses 1 and 2. Here's what it says. This is before the eighth plague. 
Then the Lord said to Moses, Go in to Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the heart of his servants, that I may show these signs of mine among them, and that you may tell in the hearing of your son and your grandson how I have dealt harshly with the Egyptians and what signs I have done, done among them, that you may know that I am Lord. So we've seen this before in scripture. We're going to see it over and over again. Why is God doing all this? Why is God creating all this havoc and, and delivering the Israelites and doing all these signs? It's so that you may know that I am Lord. Ultimately, God is most concerned with his glory. He's most concerned with his fame. He is most concerned with people knowing that he is Lord. And that's a difficult concept for us to wrap our heads around. I remember when I was first confronted with that idea in college in a serious way. And it, it kind of my first reaction was, gosh, God must be kind of a jerk. He's just an arrogant, self-absorbed jerk. There's a scripture in the Bible that kind of furthered this idea that I had. It's Psalm 115.3. It says, our God is in the heavens and he does whatever pleases him. And so you're going to tell me that God's doing all these signs and plagues and this is pleasing to him. And the reason he's doing this is because he's most concerned with his fame or his glory. Somebody wise and more seasoned than I in the faith was helpful to point out, Matt, if God, the creator of the universe, who did everything we studied in Genesis already and is going to do everything through the rest of Scripture, if that God is more interested in something else other than himself, then whatever that other thing is must be greater than him. It, it's logically inconsistent to think that the creator, the sustainer, the all-knowing, all-powerful being in the universe that did this all would be interested in anything other than himself. What's amazing is not that God is most concerned with his glory and his fame and making sure that people know that he is Lord. Actually, what's most amazing is that even with those characteristics, he cared enough to reach out to lost souls like you and I through his son, Jesus Christ, that he would become God in the flesh and come to this earth and die on a cross to pay our penalty and live a perfect life to satisfy his own, his own standard of righteousness so that through faith in Christ, we could receive that righteousness and we could have that penalty paid. That is what's staggering. And I hope that you know him today. And I hope that you're in awe of that, even as we study the plagues and even as we talk about God wanting nothing more than to have others know that he is the Lord. Lord, thank you so much for this passage, this story, these plagues. They're hard to wrap our heads around. Just so much destruction and, and uh, just incredible supernatural things that had great impact on people's lives. Lord, it's amazing how big you are, how powerful you are, how critical it is that you are primarily about yourself and about making your lordship known. But Lord even in spite of that, that you loved us, that you died for us, that you've invited us into a relationship with you that lasts in this life and the next. 
But I pray you'd inspire us with those truths that, that we would take comfort and pleasure and joy from knowing a big, 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 big God who's very, very powerful and who still loves us and has a plan for us and made a way to save us. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. The Daily Dose is a partnership between three ministries. The first partnering ministry is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services on various radio stations at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear other engaging interviews with Christians who have inspiring stories or insights to share right here on the CC Podcast. The second partnering ministry is Fresh Wind Worship, where typically they host a weekly worship service at 10.30 a.m. in the Diamond Event Center in Jorgensen Plaza at Western Home Communities. But for now, their services will be available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. The third partnering ministry is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose 2019 conference messages are available in video format on their website, cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And don't forget to mark your calendar for this year's conference, the 99th annual, Saturday, July 25th through Saturday, August 1st. If this podcast is a blessing to you, please subscribe to it, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of the ministries mentioned above. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.